Hello people and welcome to House of Worship. My name is Sjoerd and it is great that you are listening to episode 41 again. So in this episode we take you to some well-known tracks like Aldi Sid, Torren Wells, Jake James and I want to start this episode with Malarkey. So this artist has made a new version of the well-known track Shackless. Well, I personally find this is very tasty and it was an enthusiastic vibe. So also we have a new project. This is our live stream on Twitch. These videos can be also followed live via our Twitch account or you can find them at another time through our YouTube channel. So listen and watch more episodes. Like I said before, I want to kick off this episode with malarkey. Here it is, Shackles. So enjoy and see you next time. House of Worship. Praise you through my
greatest wonder So that in me, man, your kingdom come, yeah You carry me across all of my regrets Deep into the far unknown Melody so sweetly sweeping me off my feet to a higher place
remember the night Back in late November I was out in the cold I was alone praying for answers The storm was loud But it couldn't tell me nothing The fire was wild But it just left me struggling You're moving the stillness You're moving the stillness Closing the distance Now I can feel it Now I can feel ya Your voice isn't hidden Your voice isn't hidden I just gotta listen Listen For you, trying to find the courage uh, to wanna regret not taking the step toward my purpose. I'm waking up, taking a new perspective. Uh, the night was long until I got the message. You're moving the stillness, you're moving the stillness, closing the distance. Now I can feel it, now I can feel ya. Your voice isn't hidden, your voice isn't hidden. I just gotta listen. Listen. I will not fear, I know you're right here No matter where I go, I know I will never be alone And I will not fear, I know you're right here No matter where I go, I know I will never be alone oh, I know I will never be alone That I made 
and set them free
Light in the darkness, oh my God, that is who you are Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper Light in the darkness, oh my God, that is who you are Matthew as the first gospel. 
But actually, the Gospel of Mark is the very first gospel. It was the first written compilation of the life and ministry of Jesus Christ. And here's the deal. You probably assume it was written by Mark, and you would be correct since it's called the Gospel according to Mark. By the way, the word gospel comes from the Greek word euangelion. It's the word we get evangelism from. It means the good news. So the gospel is not bad news. It's not sober news. It's good news. We can actually smile and laugh about it. But it's our very first gospel. So you know that, that Mark wrote it. You may not know that the, the voice and kind of the temperature of Mark comes from Peter. Because all of the gospels, we've got four euangelions, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. All the gospels had to be eyewitness accounts. And Mark was not one of the original disciples. And so while Mark is typing in his iPad all these things that Jesus did during his earthly life and ministry, it's Peter who's walking back and forth in front of Mark, describing these stories to him. Now, most scholars think that Peter was the narrator, not the actual inscriber, because he was illiterate as a fisherman. Most regular people were illiterate in the first century. They're called the Amherts. And so likely Peter's describing these stories that he got to see with Jesus and Mark's writing them down. You probably remember Peter's backstory. He's my favorite of the disciples because he is just a train wreck waiting to happen. I so identify with him because I'm not a perfect girl. Um, you probably remember, it's usually taught at Easter every year that Pete threw Jesus under the bus. At his point of greatest need, just prior to the cross, Peter, you remember, vehemently and vulgarly denied that he even knew who Jesus was and threw in some expletives just so that he could convince the crowd that he was not a close associate of Jesus. Threw Jesus under the bus three times. Three times he betrays him and abandons him. Uh, you may also remember at the end of John's gospel, Jesus restores Peter. Even though Peter, I mean, Peter failed with flying colors. Jesus restores him and says, Pete, even though you've messed up, I'm not kicking you off the team. I'm actually naming you as team captain. And I'm gonna balance the entire New Testament church on your shoulders. So God uses broken people. You probably know that about Peter, but here's the deal. Most people don't know Mark's backstory. And so I wanna tell you a little bit about Mark today. Um, Mark was probably the youngest leader in the early church. Now the book of Acts, the book of Acts records the early church. That is after Jesus dies on the cross, after he, he is resurrected, but before the ascension, he spent over a month on earth in his glorified body appearing to people. And those people became the early church, the disciples and those people who witnessed Jesus. And here's what it says about Mark. Now, before he was called Mark, he was called John Mark. I think of him as a good Southern boy because a lot of Southern boys, boys have double names and they go to college and say, don't call me Jimmy John, just call me James. But before he became Mark, he was John Mark. And here's what it says in the book of Acts about him. This is Acts chapter 12, verse 12. When he realized this, and, and Luke wrote Acts, and he's talking about Peter here. When Pete realized this, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose other name was Mark, where many were gathered together and were praying. Now this is talking about the early church. So this is before they had brick and mortar buildings. They met in homes. And so what we're told in Acts is that John Mark, the one who wrote the gospel according to Mark, John Mark's mama was a leader in the early church, which means when he was supposed to be upstairs doing his algebra homework, he was probably hanging out on the landing, listening as Peter and James and the disciples were talking about amazing things. He was there listening. When Pete comes busting in the living room and goes, y'all would not believe this, but Paul and Silas got broken out of jail. It was unbelievable. The Holy Spirit came, the chains fell off. Mark is hearing all of this. So who is very likely the first youth group leader in the early church. He's this teenager who's experiencing all of the stuff after the resurrection, the ascension of Christ, which is probably why he was invited as the youngest member of the very first mission trip, very first mission trip. So he goes on this mission trip with Paul and Silas, and this is recorded in the book of Acts. He goes on this mission trip, youngest guy on the mission trip. The mission trip is an 
awesome success. They're seeing people healed. They're seeing people saved. They get to what was supposed to be the end of the mission trip. And Paul, you know, who had been Saul until God blinded him on the road to Costco, Paul says, this was so stinking amazing as a mission trip. Let's just extend it a few more days because the success has been unprecedented and we're seeing people get healed and saved. Instead of going home like we planned, let's extend it a little longer. Well, John Mark, because he's just a young guy, goes, I I don't want to be with y'all any longer. You know, my iPad battery is dead. I hate being with a bunch of guys in one day's in room. I'm ready to go home to my mama. I miss my mama. Taking the tiniest bit of liberty with the Greek, but this is really close. It's in the book of Acts in chapter 13. So they go home. Well, then in Acts 15, they plan the second mission trip. Barnabas, who is a cousin of John Mark, I think he's a second or third cousin, Barnabas says to Paul, Paul, I know I know you're kind of ticked that John Mark uh, was whining on the first mission trip, but I've been discipling him. He's really maturing in his faith, so my vote is that we give him another chance. We bring him on this second mission trip. And Paul's response, and again, tiniest liberty with the Greek here, but you can read this in Acts 15, is heck no. He's like, "Uh uh-uh, I don't want some sissy baby mama's boy on the mission trip. He ruined the first one. I don't want him on the second one. And after they disagree, it says there arose, this is in Acts 15, there arose such a sharp disagreement between Paul and Barnabas over the inclusion of John Mark that they parted ways. Now, for some of y'all, they might, that might not sound like a big deal, but y'all, Paul and Barnabas were like, I mean, they were like the big kahunas of the early church. These two guys were like hollow notes. They were like the Beatles. I mean, they were it as far as leadership in the early church. So John Mark was essentially the first Yoko Ono. He splits up this incredible pairing of Paul and Barnabas. That is some heavy spiritual baggage. I mean, you talk about messing up. You talk about failing with flying colors. John Mark absolutely blew it. And then to go a step further, in Mark chapter 14, we read that there was a guy who was standing outside the Garden of Gethsemane, and this is right after Peter betrayed Jesus. There's a guy standing there, verse 51, and a young man followed him with nothing but a linen cloth about his body, and they seized him, but he left the linen cloth and he ran away naked. Took me a long time to figure out through commentaries that that verse is actually about Mark. That's about John Mark. So not only did he betray Jesus, at the same time Pete betrayed him, but John Mark went a step further and he betrayed him buck naked. So you got Pete who threw Jesus under the bus, vehemently and vulgarly betrayed him three times, and then not even knew him. You've got John Mark, who later on, as an older teenager, breaks up the gospel duo of Paul and Barnabas, and before that, actually betrays Jesus at the Garden of Gethsemane, right, after Pete does. So both of these guys knew what it was to fail. Both of these guys knew what it was to disqualify themselves for leadership. How cool is it, y'all, that our King, that our compassionate Savior said, I'm gonna choose these two. These two who pretty much everybody else has said, those guys aren't worth it. I mean, maybe they can serve. You know, they can be parking lot attendants. But no way these two can lead a Bible study. I mean, they've just blown it too bad. God says, I'm gonna choose these two to compile the very first gospel account, the very first written compilation of my life in ministry. These are the two I choose. Y'all, our God is so redemptive. The world says, if you've got mistake chapters in your bio, you have disqualified yourself. God's word says that he loves the broken, that he loves the mistake prone, that if we repent, he is quick to repair us. And he calls those who are available. He calls those who are cognizant of the fact that I can't make it by myself. I can't walk right apart from Jesus. So I wanna encourage those of you, especially those of you who maybe are new believers or maybe you are prodigals that have come back home, don't sell yourself short in the body of Christ. Don't sell yourself short as far as leadership. You may be the very one who leads people in your circle to Christ because they'll look at your story, they'll look at your testimony and go, wow, only God could redeem that. I came before His throne. He touched my lips and made me whole. Exchanged my heart.
flesh and put life in my bones And all I can say is holy is he Yeah, holy is he
All I know is I'll buy Belong to you No one loves me like you love me No one cares just like you care No one's there to walk a mile in my shoes But you No one else would understand me No one else could know my heart When my soul will need direction
When sorrow like sea billows roll I know my Redeemer This blessed assurance control When peace like a river When sorrow like sea billows roll I know my Redeemer Who shed his own blood for my soul Vibe be the best, cause every day we pray, every day we fast, they be every day blasting tongues by heart. I send my ebekano straight to your heart. We are more concerned of the souls we pass. We they take when the money pay tight, it just go multiply. Hey, man, the sound we we they feel. If we meet up, pray we they pray, we they fast. Church boys, we they love so we fast. And we they speaking tongues by heart. The Bible we be. Now me and Sam from Jim 